Single Simulcast episode 232. Shantae Fabulous in the building. Fat Man Wild is back from his birthday vacation. Um, he's a little bit salty because nobody said happy birthday to him, but he's not on Facebook, so I'm like, well, what do you really want from people? Um, and I'm here. Uh, like I never left, you know. Um, 916-572-9016, the voicemail number. You know, I expect a lot more voicemails based on the stuff we've been talking about. It's some good, thorough, thought-provoking stuff. Um, emails are at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. I expect some emails for the stuff we've been talking about. It's some good, thought-provoking stuff. Uh, leave a review on iTunes, leave a review on Stitcher. We appreciate both. Um, paypal.me backslash single simulcast is where you can pay us for our services. Uh, I dance for money. Shantae doesn't dance for money. She pop locks. Um, and we have a store, teespring.com backslash single simulcast, uh, where you can check out that new, new, uh, and that new, 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 but you knew that, uh, Shantae's on Twitter at Shantae fabulous, no underscore or Sean. Yeah. Shantae fabulous. I did that right. Um, F A B U L O U S. Um, I'm on Twitter at Rashani. I'm not on there as much as Shantae, but I'm trying. It's just, it's hard to get back into the habit of Twittering when you've walked away from Twitter for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to just jump back on that bike. Speaking of bikes, fuck exercising. Um, speaking of cuss words, let me go ahead and grab that handy dandy safe sheet that, uh, you are so nice to provide to me, Shantae. Uh, for how to not cuss because I'm going to need this apparently my words of the day are great googly moogly I love that one great googly moogly <laughs> I'm all for that one um let me see what else what else what else uh Shantae's on Pinterest Instagram Snapchat at Shantae Fabulous um, I'm on, uh, Pinterest and Instagram. Still no Snapchat for me at Rashani. We don't tell you where we are on Facebook. It's not your business. Mind yours. We'll mind ours. Shanta, how you doing today? <laughs> like, I'm okay. I'm, wait, I'm wait, okay. wait. I'm... Is it a full on? Yeah. Or is it just a, you know? Uh, it kind of. I don't know. Earlier today, it was kind of like, yeah, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, it's Facebook and it's this whole stuff that's going on with Donald Trump and you got people, you know, reacting to it and kind of, and, you know, reacting poorly to it and in kind of gross ways. And, you know, with some of those people, it's hard to push back because you 
don't want to start a gigantic Facebook argument. So mm-hmm. it's this whole kind of, do you say something? Do you hide this person? Do you unfriend this person? And it, it was just, it was just rough. And I think, and I think it's rough because for most people, uh, or for most people, when I've been in that situation, it's kind of like you just hide them. It's like, ah, it sucks, and you hide them, and it's kind of over with if you don't want to go through the whole defriending and everything, or you defriend them. But then there's other people where you go back and forth with it because doing something might have more far-reaching consequences, I guess. And so it's like, well, do you do, you do something? You know, because it's like, oh, it's like that high school friend who you don't even see, you don't even know their address, you don't know where they live, you defriend them, you hide them. It's not a huge deal. But when it's somebody that's in closer proximity to you, somebody who you may have to see later, it's just like, do you want it to be a vibe between y'all? You know, or do you just let it be kind of something that you carry yourself and you kind of trying to get over it or whatever, or you deal with it, you know, as best you can without it turning into some gigantic thing. And it's annoying. But, you know, whatever. I have personally the number one well not the number one there's a lot of memes that get on my nerves but one of the memes that solidly stabs me in the gut of nerves nerve gut gerves look at the (laughs) gerves on that guy um but one of the things that constantly irks me i think that's it i think that's the best way to put it irks me is um the belief that if you don't like somebody or if, if you like somebody rather let me rephrase that if you like somebody but you are not fond of what they're saying that it's a punk move to uh unfriend them or unfollow them and that uh real adults have dis have have discourse and they talk about stuff and then they go to their separate corners like grown-ups you know what i'm not trying to hear that g um I will unfriend somebody in a millisecond. Family member, I, I don't care who you is. Um, if if I feel like your words, statements, thoughts, whatever, don't jive with mine, I'm way more concerned about my mental health than I'm concerned about you feeling good about the fact that we're friends. And even if we're in the same area... I don't really care. Um, at that point, if I if if I am that worried about it, like say it's my mama, say my mom uh, out of nowhere uh, becomes a Trump lover, you know, it's moms. You can't really unfriend your mom, but I'll unfollow her and keep it pushing. Um, you got to do what's best for you. You can't worry about the fallout sometimes you can't worry about the aftermath because that just adds more stress onto what's already a stressful situation so if you're not comfortable with somebody who is um getting on your nerves then what you need to go ahead and do is you need to take that bolshevik and push it to the side um (laughs) because 
Mother Francis is out there need to realize that you ain't got to take this uh, Shiva from none of them, um, that you're not there to be pushed around by them or even made to feel bad for your decision. You are a grown alpha woman. You are grown. You make your own choices. They made the choice to do something that uh, was inflammatory enough or, or just stupid enough or dirty enough or whatever it was that you pondered moving on. Do that. Do that. Tell them sons of biscuits that they got to go. Period. Point blank. I'm going to print this thing out. This is This is great. I'm going to call somebody a fart knocker. This is perfect. <laughs> For the love of Pete, no. this is just, this is the best. Crying out loud. Oh, oh, man. Oh. Doggone it. Dagnabbit. Whew. I could do this Shiva all day long. Gadzooks. But seriously, <laughs> take care of yourself first. I mean, That's you're, you're a parent. So your first job is to take care of your kids. That's what we all say. But honestly, when a plane is going down, the first person you're supposed to take care of is yourself. So if you take care of yourself first, then you will make clearer decisions. And if you are fretting over this or or worrying about this or anything like that, first of all, in this day and age with... uh, Darth Mop uh, and his president there's going to be a lot of folks you're going to have to let go of there are because they don't get it th- th- even with the stuff that he's doing right now people are still saying that there's a reason for it they don't get it and you don't want that to you don't want to be in the situation where you it's like you're constantly seeing somebody who knows how to push your buttons. Neo had a song where it was called Sex with My Ex. And he was like, I memorized the special code and I can get in anytime I want. Of course, he was talking about sex because the song's called Sex with My Ex. He wasn't talking about drugs. He wasn't talking about money. He was talking about sex. But for a lot of folks, they know exactly what to say to get you lit they will gaslight you they will victim blame you they will victim shame you they will do whatever it is because they know exactly how to get to you and sometimes the folks who know how to do that best are the folks who are closest to you cut them off don't feel bad about it they don't feel bad about what they're doing a lot of times they're absolutely oblivious to it and you know what the worst thing about it is is when you're the only person who sees it or it seems that way. But even if you're the only one, even if it's only affecting you, you gotta let it go. You gotta. I mean, I do. I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but I know me personally, I'll cut you loose. And if you're close enough, you won't even know it. Cause uh, I'll just unfollow you. Yeah, I'll take that role. Uh, I'll block you. I'll unfollow you. Whatever. And you'll still think that we're close. And you'll be like, did you see that post I put up? And I'll be like, which one? No, I didn't see that one. And just keep it pushing. Tell them to shut their pie hole. Judas Priest. That's real. That's real. 
I mean, you're right. You're right. You're totally right. And I feel like I've said something similar on uh, different different episodes and stuff. It's just that this one this one felt felt different because of who the person was and everything. And it was just like, ugh, ugh, ugh. but you're right. I should. I mean, because I was talking about it with somebody and it was just, I probably should unfollow them. And I just, I didn't, and I haven't yet. And, but I, I totally am going to unfollow that person and let it go. You know, at this point it's not, uh, feasible to completely cut them off Mm -hmm. as far as like, interact, like, you know, one-to-one interaction, but there's no reason for that person to be on my Facebook there's no reason. There's no reason for me to log into Facebook and wonder what I'm going to see exactly. and deal with whether or not I'm going to say something or deal with that person saying stuff on my stuff because I was thinking that it was going to be that I was basically going to, uh, besides unfollowing them, also when I post certain things, is to not have them see it. Mm-hmm. They don't need to. They don't need to see it. They don't need to see it to comment on it. So then I'm continuing to bite my tongue. So now you know that you can go into your settings and set it up where it's an everybody but you situation. Oh yeah, yeah. I've because I've done. I mean, you know, you get somebody who uh, is uh, older. Mm-hmm. You know, like you get some grandparent or some older aunt or something that jumps on your Facebook. And then it's like, okay, I printed them. I got to figure something out. You know, I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. So, yeah, I totally, I've got somebody like that who I don't even know if they see any, I, I never see any of their stuff. So I have no idea if they're on Facebook, if they were ever, you know, on Facebook that much or not. But yeah, it's definitely, I don't even know if they see anything anymore. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I know about like the whole everyone but you or this, you know, setting it up and, you know, so, yeah. And and honestly, for everybody out there, do a quick self-assessment. If when you see this person's post, your stomach sinks. If you've had a situation with this person that was so traumatic, even if it was only traumatic to you, that every time that you see them, you get butterflies and not the good ones. If you are still reliving something that happened between the two of y'all. If they are just openly antagonistic towards you and you don't know why, if you're going through any of these things for your own sake, let them go. It doesn't take much to have winter come back on you. Winter is here. Spring may be coming, but winter is here right now. And a lot of folks, mental health is in the balance. Like it is literally teetering right now. If, if if these people are not helping pull you out of the hole or pull you away from the chasm or pull you from the abyss, then they're trying to push you in or they won't help you when you fall. Distance yourself. When you feel better, if you feel like you need to, come back. But right now, find that distance. Take care of yourself. Always take care of yourself. And it took me so long to, to learn that. I mean, one of the biggest issues that I've always had is that I always want to help other people. Always. No matter what. Um, 
I, when I was a kid, one of the books that I read was called, and I've spoken on this before, uh, called Angel in My Locker. It was a uh, devotional. Uh, and one of the main tenets in this devotional was this kid, uh, the, the protagonist in the story, was constantly being told by his angel that lived in his school locker. I know it was a kid's book, but still. Um, God is first. Others come second. And I am third. So from a very young age, I picked that up. And so it got to the point where even if people were crushing my soul. Are you okay? What's going on? Like, are you all right? Be the first one to jump right back into the fray to make sure they're doing okay. Check in on them, whatever it may be, even if they are like horrible people. And just to be completely honest, a lot of folks that y'all think are great people are horrible people. They're just great to you. It happens. And I'm sure that there's people in this world, mind-blowing thought. There's somebody in this world right now, right now, who thinks that your mom is a jackhole. <laughs> there it is. Right now, there's somebody in this world who thinks that your dad, who you think planted the sun, the moon, and the stars, thinks that your dad is a fart knocker. Seriously. And there's people in this world right now who no matter how great you do, they think that you are one of the worst people in the world. They cannot say anything nice about you. And some of those people are on your Facebook. And some are on your Twitter. Where a lot of folks post their most personal private thoughts. That's where you'll find some of your uh, most bitter adversaries. Take care of yourself first. And that way you can find these people who are floating around waiting to bite your ankles, trip you up, kick one of your feet into the other, knock you down, and then act like they didn't do it. Put both hands up like, who who you calling that foul on? Me? Wasn't me. I mean, act like I'm going to help you up real quick. <sighs> Take care of yourself, Shante. Seriously. If you, and, 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 and I can say this without hesitation, without any, um, without any sarcasm. If you ever need me, you have my number. I'm a phone call away. I'm a Facebook click away. I'm a text message away. I cannot. Don't walk alone. Never. Never. And a lot of times we walk in darkness because we don't think that we can. We don't think that we should. We don't think that we are worthy to drag others into it like 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 bringing our spouses into it is going to drag them into the dark too and it's not it never does but we just don't want to reach out and say hey i'm not okay right now and i could really just use you is it okay if i just 
put my head on your shoulder and just cry for a second. Is that okay? I don't mean to trouble you. Sometimes I don't feel like my feelings are valid. Sometimes I don't feel like anybody's listening. Sometimes I don't feel like anybody's watching. Sometimes I don't feel like anybody cares. But I know you do. Can I just... be around you for a second can I just can you just hold me we're always scared like not always but hesitant to ask our spouses that question or our significant other or a friend we don't want to get judged I'm not going to judge you I mean I ain't going to be the one to hold you I'm not there But I'm a great listener. I'm a great listener. And doggone it, people like me. (laughs) So if you need me, hit me. But you got to let them people who are uh, this person who's on your mind right now and on your heart, let them go. Let them go. Unfollow them at the very least. So then you're not seeing them, but at the same time, you don't want them to see what you're, what you're saying. You got to let them go because if somebody shared your post, then they might see it anyway. If they're that close to you and they're in the same circles that you run in, they might see it like that. It is what it is sometimes. Um, today's music, uh, as I said, a, uh, two episodes ago before fat man went on his vacation every week, we're going to strive to find a, uh, a Spotify playlist that just really, really, really touches us like really. And, um, play that for y'all and then we're going to put the link of it up on uh on the show notes and on our page so then you can listen to what we're listening to because personally and i'm pretty sure shante well no i'm not personally i feel like music is a window into people's souls into their lives like what they listen to really shows me what they're about what they're going through what they believe in what they strive to be it's a beautiful thing and it's just honesty laid bare every time I listen to somebody else's playlist and that's why I'm constantly looking for other people's music to listen to Cause I know what my soul is and I know what I'm like, but other people, it's always a joy. Shanta, have you ever felt that before? Oh yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I love knowing what other people are listening to, what they, what really gets them going, what, uh, you know, what makes them think of their childhood or what makes them think of, you know, uh, uh, you know, that first crush or, 
you know, because the music is very important to me. There's songs that I hear on the radio or on television that remind me of when I was in eighth grade going to the skating rink. And it's like those that's never going to, you know, stop like all for one. Like I think you were talking about all for one, uh, talking about your crush, you know, with the, the lyrics and stuff. And that's one of those uh, that that group is one of those songs that makes me think about being in eighth grade and, you know, listening to those songs or, you know, with, there was one time we were at a party and we were all like rapping uh, Triumph by Wu-Tang Clan. Such you know, that's always going to be uh, about that party. That song's always going to remind me of that party. So there's there's, you know, there's, I love music. They're markers for our lives mm-hmm. you know so yeah I, it's great to to know what somebody listened to it's great to know you know where you relate and then sometimes where you you know where the path di- you know you know divulges I guess I guess that's the right word deviates yeah that's mm. the word well this week the music is coming from your beloved brother ah <laughs> shout out to that guy shout out to that guy Hey, his musical choices. The more I listen to his playlist, which is 1,085 songs, by the way, it, it rivals the single simulcast playlist. Um, and it's called A Little Bit of Me. Yeah. The more that I listen to his playlist, the more I feel like he and I could have been really good friends. I think you guys could have. Like, I think you got like I think you guys could have exactly like I see you guys interact and everything and just vibing and stuff and it's just like it's it's cool to see I guess because it's such a random kind of uh, unexpected thing you know because you know you people you know you don't always uh, we don't always friend people that are friends with our friend you know that kind of thing because sometimes it just seems you know sometimes it seems like overstepping it's like I know you. But I may not necessarily friend somebody else unless it seems like it's okay. You know, you just you just you never know. But it's it's cool to watch. It's, it's great. He has music ranging from Chester French to Miles Davis to Aerosmith to Chris Young, who is uh, country music. To the soundtrack from Rent, uh, the soundtrack from Avenue Q, uh, Elton John, The Five Heartbeats, Nerd, Justin Timberlake, Bloodhound Gang, Andrew WK. And this is, I have separate playlists. I have a rock playlist, a rap favorites playlist, a country playlist. And I push them all to the side because I find so much wonderful music on this playlist that will either A, be on my other playlist, or B, I will take off his playlist or copy from his playlist over to my playlist. This is one of the best playlists I've ever had the opportunity to listen to. It is. I I listen to it pretty much non-stop today except for when I was watching Avatar this is it's it's beautiful it's splendid Um, and again it is the uh, playlist of the week 
So, uh, Jarman, congrats, man. Not even congrats, just kudos to you. This is excellent. And Batman Wild is going to have a absolute blast uh, seeing what he can see with this one. Matter of fact, go ahead and spin the beats. This single simulcast.
I'm Kijan. I'm Kenny. I'm Devin. And this is Single Summer Jazz. I was in love, now I don't even mess with her. I don't mean a brother can't get fresh with her I swear I think it's all a test with her I'm sending texts to my ex asking can I have sex with her She said it my fling catch When you buy guitars all the strings attached Then I sat down and had a drink that I don't wanna be the guy that she think is whack But I am, I know I like the skin on the back of my hand The full surface of it like I'm a Cassidy fan I even had a father say I'm a family man Still ain't work out but went through the insanity plan Insanity man, I'm on a speed bag, jumping ropes to my knees bag. Breathe, put my mind on other things when it seems bad. Nightmares, no games, this what my dreams cast. Shorty got a D-League swag, point guard sexting, always let a week pass. Days on end, we don't speak dag at the wine house so much, I need rehab. I broke many women's hearts My bed shop got about 20 women parts I'm at the finish line wondering when did it start GPS of my confession, Trinity is lost Met a couple good girls that I would've kept Met a couple models I wanted I couldn't get I even hit on chicks I knew that ain't look the best Cause I ain't sleep on you when I should've slept Now I'm in the bed with a girl having fun with her But I always think of you when I'm done with her She wanna talk, I want cabs to come get it If this is that Act up, I ain't doing nothing with her. God hates his subordination. Coming from a soldier who committing fornication. I be all wasted, making these daughters take it. Praying they ain't fragile and then they water breaking. Waiting on this girl to send grace to my scalp. Yeah. That's why I hit the barber, cause he be fading it out. Yeah. I always wanna yell, but I ain't able to shout. Cause when I get around her, I'm duct taping my mouth. All thoughts go to heaven The where this bitch gon' go Cause she ain't angelic That wasn't a swipe But you gotta give me credit Three years trying to make it work Got a brother desperate Love, lust, lost Left you undecided The spray painted on my wall To see love is blinded Ironically another girl Came to underline it We were overrated Never double-sided Got your painting in my closet Creating dust Guess it's a sign That it's time to hang it up I painted a heart on my ceiling Can't make this up I can see love without love As I'm waking up Now it's on to the next one Cause my ex-hun was never the best one And I swear with my hand over my left lung You ain't gonna get a phone call Or a text from me Black woman always saying It's hard to find a good black man who ain't playing When one come around who's serious with dating The thoughts start changing and hearts start breaking I wanted vacations and drawn out places Swanky hotels with four star ratings You know I eat kosher, I'm a hardcore patron And I accept that you eating all that bacon That's love, sacrifice, passion, right? But it's time I left cause you ain't acting right Honestly, we should be living marriage life How you have Spanish and scared of a pack of rice The hit us both while we leave a church What we shared had meaning but the meaning hurts Was even sadder, she probably won't hear this verse Cause I gotta send it to her just so she can hear it first She don't know what's going on that's the main reason why our brother moving on Shot for the best, I'm giving you the bullet success I hope somebody gives you what I couldn't But I did Facts I'm Amber P. I'm also black, sexy, geeky, and mental And you are listening to Single Simulcast Rock on, cool kids Thank you. 
I'm gonna make you bend and break. Say a prayer, but let the good times roll. In case God doesn't show. And I want these words to make things right, but it's the wrongs that make the words come to life. But who does he think he is? Is that the worst you got? Better put your fingers back to the key. our dad our dad loved loves music like you know boxes like crates and crates and crates of of vinyl when we were growing up you know we couldn't touch the shit you know and everything because we were little but he is so much music and never shamed us 
for liking what we like, you know, like, you know, cause like there, there, I know there was a time, you know, in the nineties when Nirvana came out and, you know, there's some parents where you hear something, you know, he didn't play that music for us, you know, so you, you know, Nirvana comes out and I want to, you know, I wanted Nevermind and like he went and got it and it wasn't a huge deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge deal to like this or to like that. And so, you know, so yeah, like, oh man, like we, like my mom, my mom, uh, we were young enough to when she got disability, uh, we were getting money too, you know, since we were dependents. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, our money would, you know, we would get our money. And since we really didn't have too much to worry about and everything, it was just like, we'd go to the, the store that sold the, you know, the tapes and CDs. That was what we did. We just went and got music. That we got tapes and, and CDs and you know we have memories oh we were we were sitting in a drive through listening to whichever Eminem album it was that had Stan on it you know and the first song was the, the single to Marshall you Mathers know, LP yeah it was the single you know so it was upbeat and everything and then we got to stand, you know, we hadn't got our chance to order our food yet. And it was just like, Oh shit, this song is intense. Like once it was over, it was just like, Oh, you know, and that's another thing where it's like markers and time and memories and stuff. It's like, that song is always going to be me. He and I sitting in this car, you know, we're excited to listen to the album and everything. And then it's just like, Whoa. You know? I remember the first time that I was introduced to, uh, Jim Croce. Hmm. Photographs and Memories. Oh, I love that song. I love Jim Croce. Um, my daughter, Gogo, when her mom and I were dating, uh, her stepfather played Jim Croce just in the house all the time. And it was just such a beautiful calming folksy voice like if you've never heard him before um you're in for a treat i would i would strongly recommend listening to the very least to photographs and memories it is such a beautiful song and um it was just one of those things where when you first hear it music has a way of touching you and calming you and just transporting you to another place. And I sat out on their back patio and listened to this entire album back to back and just thought, and it was such a beautiful, pure moment. Um, that like you said, it just stays with you. Um, I remember the first time I heard Liquid Swords by the Jizza. Uh, my homeboy Marcus, uh, who was one of my closest friends growing up, uh, I, I ridiculed him, honestly, because it was in the midst of the East Coast, West Coast, who's better thing. Um, and I'm out here in Cali. So I have, I'm bumping Tupac, um, what was his second album? Not his second album, his third album called uh, All Eyes on Me? No, nah, it wasn't All Eyes on Me. It was oh. the one that came out 
before that because his first album was Tupacalypse Now. His second album was Strictly for My Niggas. His third album, oh my God, uh, you know what? If I see if I sit here and think about it, I'm gonna go nuts. But his third album, the one that had Dear Mama on it, that's oh, what okay. I was yeah. bumping. My homeboy Marcus, on the other hand, was listening to Biggie, and he was definitely listening to the Wu Tang Clan. And I didn't have time for the Wu-Tang Clan at all. But I had time for the Jizza Because when Cold World came on, the the Jizza had this way, and I know Wu-Tang had this way of doing it too, but of marrying storylines into the songs like Preludes. Preludes. Mm-hmm. And Cold World had one of the best ones uh, where the child said, I had a bad dream. That like, don't worry, bad dreams are only dreams. What a time you chose to be born. That was when I was a teenager. That was music I could really sit back and just really think to. <sighs> Lincoln Park, same thing. I was going through some things as an adult or as a, uh, a young adult. And Lincoln Park was something I could turn up in my car and marry rock and rap and just zoom down the street listening to um, points of authority singing at the top of my lungs music (sighs) nobody can take music away from you and I'm so happy that now people are starting to get to the point where they are willing to or able to with Spotify and everything, broaden their horizons. Because for so long, people have been scared to step outside of that bubble and really just listen to something else. And I feel like that is a tragedy. That so much great music has been missed by people. And it's so wonderful that now people can catch up. We have reviews, and I was curious about how this came about because um, one of them, uh, I saw it on Twitter, uh, referenced you, and they were like, it's that time of the year, <laughs> so I did a review. Yeah, that's Josh. That's Josh. That's somebody I follow. I've been, Josh and I have been following each other on Twitter, God, maybe since like 2010, maybe maybe 2009 like i feel like we started fo- like he i don't remember who followed who first or whatever but yeah we've been following each other as lo- almost i feel like as long as i've been on twitter close to as long as i've been on twitter so yeah he has he has a podcast too what's his podcast i have i forgot the name oh i, I shouldn't like put you on the spot like that uh, she a- knows what it's called she just keeping it to herself for right now but she gonna say it later on. Uh, it's a surprise. Which reminds yeah, me, yeah, the, the meat cute. That's us. I do. That's why I couldn't think of the. But it's like spelled like meat, like M E A T, cute. Yeah. See, but he, he's a yeah. He's sub manic on Twitter. Him and this guy Joshua, okay. and, uh, or him and this guy Matt, Josh and Matt. And they're funny. Um, they're out, I think I, I know Josh is in a Josh. Josh was in a San Francisco. 
Yep, then I know which review is his. Uh, five stars. Dope. And I, I, you know, it's actually been so long since I, since this show has gotten reviews that I'm just really grateful. Um, because before these three that I'm about to read, I hadn't gotten a review on this show in two years, nearly. Well, the last one was November 5th, 2015, so not two years, but over a year. Let's put it like that. So I'm grateful for that. Um, Josh San Francesca, San Francisca, San Francisca, uh, says dope. This show is a drug I've been waiting to replace all the drug, all the hard drugs that I've been doing with. The hosts are smart, funny, and genuinely interesting with everything they say. The only goal I'm setting for myself now that this podcast has almost completely fulfilled my life is somehow getting rid of all the drugs that it pur- that are replaced. You good? I want to take this time out to apologize to everybody. A couple episodes back, um, where we had Jay on the show. So not a couple episodes back, literally the last episode. Um, you and Jay were talking and I was taking the back seat and listening more. Cause I like to listen and learn just as much as the next person. And, um, while I was listening and learning, I like to eat, eat, eat. And so I was eating the closest thing to me, which was Jolly Ranchers. Didn't realize how great this microphone is and that it picks up the Jolly Rancher rapper like what? And um, not only did it pick up the Jolly Rancher rapper like what? It also picked up me slurping on the Jolly Rancher. Oh, God. <laughs> to the point where at one point I stopped and said, it sounded like I'm sucking a mean dick right now on this show. <laughs> and or, or, or slobbing down my wife and... Unfortunately, I wasn't slobbing down my wife. I was eating an apple Jolly Rancher and just in seventh heaven listening to this conversation. I apologize for that. Uh, I like to try and keep the show as high of quality as possible. Um, and that was not quite what it was supposed to be. So I have all these Jolly Ranchers looking at me right now. I just can't eat any of them. Because the sound that it makes is absolutely horrifying when you come back and listen. But if you ever hear this, and I'm doing this so far away from the mic, by the way. If you ever hear that, it's a Jolly Rancher rapper. And I apologize profusely. I forgot. Also, sometimes you might hear my kids or my beloved wife talking to me. I apologize for that, too. I am not going to be the person to tell my wife to be quiet. (laughs) Not now. Not ever. Not when we're in heaven. And God looks at me and looks at my wife and says, Rashani, I think you've had something to say for a long time. Go ahead and let it go. You know what, God? I'm good. And actually, I thought that was a private conversation. I don't really appreciate you putting my business out there in the street. You know my heart. She ain't got to know it. And now this whole thing's awkward. I ain't never telling my wife to be quiet. So she'll come in here and tell me something that's going on. 
And sometimes she knows I'm recording. Sometimes she doesn't, because like I said, I'm sitting here quietly. So I might, she might think I'm listening to music. And so y'all might hear some family business. If you hear some family business, just donate to the show. That'll help pay for the embarrassment that I'm going through at that point in time when I realize you're listening to family business. That's all. That's it. I appreciate it. They picked up on that whisper because this microphone is good as this microphone is good as Schnikes. <laughs> Second review. Spin the Beats by German. Definitely your favorite podcast, your favorite podcast, and one of the veteran podcasts of the game. You know, I've been doing this for a long, long time. Long time. Yeah, like, I'm looking at the everything, and it's been I'm kind of doing this for too long. I'm like, no, like, I'm happy, but pretty soon. You know what I think about all the time, Shante? What? Turning 50. And still doing a really? podcast. Since that would it's such be cool, a new man. avenue, do we want to be that old doing podcasts? I don't think it's a bad thing. Talking about those a, doggone kids. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad. Like I don't think it's a bad thing when um, older people, you know, that's in quotes, you know, are on social media. You know, now it's sometimes it's funny, you know, at least right now, because it's people who really don't know anything about social media jumping on social media. So they look funny and selfies and, you know, they're using emojis and they're they're doing all these kind of things the way, you know, parents or older people do things. But I guess I, it doesn't I don't think it's a bad thing. I think at that point in time, we would change the name of the podcast to Can for Cantankerous Ass Niggas. I think that's a great name for a podcast with old people in it or curmudgeonly ass niggas or get off my lawn, get off my lawn. Shantae and Rashani are hilarious and fabulous and give great opinions on a variety of topics blended with humor and the best DJ in the business subscribing you will not be disappointed that's what's up that's dope yeah if I told you how long that guy just really pours over music doing this um the playlist makes things easier because then it's not like trying to figure out what to you know what to plug in like it's right there boom 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 I like this I'm gonna plug this in when it's no playlist to fall back on agony straight agony And we got one more. Hold on one second. We got a review from Vinny No Filter. 
uh, who is the host or the co one of the co-hosts of the what's wrong with us podcast. Um, you can find that on, uh, well on my feed cause I'm constantly sharing it with people, but, um, it's an excellent show. He's literally, uh, all out of cares. So it's pretty thought provoking. Uh, sometimes it's infuriating. Uh, sometimes you want to call in and, and really just, uh, sit down and pick his brain and Miss Pat, his, uh, co-host brain just to have a discourse, but it's really good. And it's always honest. And it's not like he's not a Trump supporter. It's not like that. He's not out there saying racist stuff. It's not like that. It's just like, he'll have a thought and he'll be like, this is how I feel. Bada boom, bada bing. And a lot of podcasts that I really enjoy are like that. Um, because the, oh, my leg, it just, that feels so good right now because, um, the father Teresa's wine cellar podcast. It's just like that. Sometimes the stuff that they're saying 95% of the time I'm right there with them every so often something might come up and I'm like really and then something might come up where I call in and I say something and they immediately jump on me and they're like is this really what you think no I'm not like super political podcast guy I have my thoughts I put them out there you might know something more than me in this area. You might know a lot more than me in this area. And that's why I listen. That's why I join in. I appreciate the uh, discourse. But it's shows like that that I appreciate more than anything else. Um, did I say we need to get the guys from three the three-fifths podcast on here? I meant to say that. Well, guys and guys and girl. You know. Guys and girl. My fault. Guys and, guys and girl. Guys and girl. Vanessa? No, let me just stop now while I'm ahead. Anyhow, great podcast. Uh, great podcast that tackles social topics with a blend of music. I respect the opinions on the show. I am, I am a subscriber and definitely a fan. Keep grinding. Shante will. I'm, I'm going to pack it up pretty soon. Fly off into the sunset. <laughs> her and her brother can have all of this. I just um, really want to say thank you to folks who got this show to this point. One guy I know has been hosting the show like on his uh, server for $4, for $50 a year, for $4 a month for the last five years. I don't know why he does it. I'm just grateful because I'm not going to find a better rate or a better person to work with in regards to that situation. And he's also a great musician, which helps out. So I want to say thank you to Mindwipe. Um, want to say thank you to Rachel. Uh, she's been there since day one. Um, there's a ton. Uh, Mike Peterson, thank you. Um, gosh. Scar. Scar's always been there. He's, he's a jerk, but he's always been there. 
Anyhow, I can go down that list and be there all day long. Um. Oh, so I was listening to this uh, show today that I was recording live, and they brought up a interesting topic that I wanted to ask you about. Okay. So you have a job, and at your job, uh, you enjoy your job. You've been there for a couple years. And one day, a new hire walks into your job, and your new the new hire is your most current ex boyfriend. Oh! And your most current ex boyfriend, they sit him in not in the same cubicle as you, but in the same row. So if y'all lean out, you can see each other. And you're like, whatever, you know, just a co-worker, ain't nothing there. But your husband finds out about it, and he's like, you can't work with him. You got to get a new job. Oh. What do you do? Oh, God. that See, this is kind of hard, because... My husband and I have been together for 13 years. Yay! So, in this kind of a situation, there's so much time between the last person and now that it would be hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll go, you know. It just wouldn't make any sense to be worried about this person. I mean, like, it's... It's more than a decade. It's two kids. It's, you know, we've lived in different places. We've gone on trips. We've experienced different things with each other that it would, no, I'm not, no, I'm not doing anything of the sort. That doesn't make it, it just wouldn't compute to me. I don't even know if it would compute if it had been a year or two you know, since the last part, like if he and I had been together only for a little while and, you know, the recent ex shows up. Cause it, mm -mm, no, I'm mm -mm. no, that doesn't, that doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense to, to insist that I have to get a, that I would have to get a different job, especially in the type of climate this is right now, where it seems like if you got a job, it's almost like where it seems like you need to keep that job because who knows if you might get another job. It's just, it doesn't, mm -mm, no, I'm not changing jobs. Not for, not just, no, not over some X. Not at this point. I, w I wouldn't. If I was in that situation, I wouldn't change jobs. And I don't think it's okay that somebody should uh, require that kind of upheaval for their ego. Because that's what it seemed like. It's just like the dude hasn't said anything. Like, it would be different if I'm in this job. I feel harassed. I feel like something's wrong. I feel intimidated. That kind of thing. Because then that's more about me. And this is that person looking out for me saying, okay, maybe you should change jobs kind of thing. Where 
I'm working my job, happy working my job. The ex shows up. Nothing's really going on. There's nothing really going on between us because time has passed and we've moved on and lived our lives. And then you got your, you know, your husband on the side saying, well, you need to get a new job. Like, no. Tell your mama get a new job. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I was in the same boat. I was thinking the same thing. Like, you know what? We've been together for uh, 11 years. So it's like, yeah, no, I'm not leaving the job. This person doesn't matter to me in the least. Um, It's just always funny to me. Um, How I think that for the... The idea of the work husband or work wife has always just been a funny premise to me. Um, there's people in my job who said they have a work husband or a work wife. And I'm like, how does that work? What exactly is that? Like, you see this person every day and y'all talk. So I don't know. But they had this conversation and they were like, yeah, um, the they uh, they were like the guy who's uh, who was working with his ex his uh, girlfriend actually went out and got him an interview at another office and told him that he needed to go to the interview uh, and so it turned into a big to do. Hold on one second. Okay. Hey, baby, what's up? Oh, well, no worries. I'm actually in the middle of doing a show, which is why I sent you a text message back saying that I would call you back later. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, baby. Okay. Love you. Bye. But yeah, I just... I I did have a situation once where when I was younger... um, I think it was the girlfriend before I met my wife... She had actually asked me one day if I loved video games more than I loved her. Specifically Halo. Which we were only dating for about three months, maybe four. So the answer was yes. (laughs) Well, of course. Um, and she didn't like that answer, but I was like, who asked that question? Right. Um, and so it kind of fell apart from there 
which didn't make me sad um, because who asked that question? Like, seriously, what? I realize there's people who are insecure and there's people who have issues with uh, self-doubt, things like that, anxiety, uh, people who uh, have been through relationships where they've been uh, disrespected, cheated on, something of that nature. But a video game? Don't, don't do that. Video games are one of my only escapes. Like at that point in time, Gogo was three. I was a single father with a three-year-old. Video games were literally my only escape from Caillou, the bald-headed terrorist. <laughs> oh, I hate that kid. Lots of people do. Lots of people can't stand Caillou. As they should. Caillou is a horrible... Caillou and Ruby. Those are my two. Caillou and Ruby from Max and Ruby. Both of them can just go away. Go away. Go away, Bear. Um... Was there anything else? Not yet. Fat Man Wild, spin the beats. This single simulcast. Valentino Summers and Wave Runners. Chains on my niggas like slave runners. Drug dealers anonymous. How many Madonnas can that Mazda fit? My brick talk is more than obvious. It's ominous. Garages, the Phantom. Goose, Ghost, and Goblins. Blonde Mohawk, the collection. I'm Dennis Rodman. The money count is the only moment of silence. Cause hush money balances all this drugs and violence. Hat trick under my mattress. Date I stop, steal, has an asterisk after it. After all, I can make a call. I can baptize a brick as I wash away my sins like a Catholic. Who the fuck ain't master this? America's nightmares in Flint. Children of a lesser God when your melanin's got a tent. And I can't even mention what I sent or what I spent. Cause my name in 18 wheelers is evidence. I put my booze in them cruise collections. Life's a bitch. A to Z on her shoe collection. Take your pick. Paid in full like 86 G's on my body. The new Gucci has Less monogram, God's got him Let he without sin cast the first stone So I built that all glass quad level first home Shatter all of your misconceptions Hold all of the missing weapons You thought I would miss my blessing The ultimate misdirection Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your husband was a drug dealer For 14 years he sold crack cocaine uh. Federico Fellini in the flesh Sergio Cicchini inside his mesh Bitch, I've been bracking since the 80s Google me, baby, you crazy 89 in London pulling bins, uh Type it in, Google's your friend, bruh 14-year drug dealer and still counting Who deserves the medal of freedom is my accountant He been hula hooping through loopholes working round shit IRS should have had the townhouses surrounded Thanks to the lawyers, I marbled the foyer, I tore the floor up, yeah That's for the koi fish, we been dining on oysters I walked through the garages like multiple choices I told him pull a Royce up, I'm getting ghosts 
I'm hearing noises. I think it's the boys, but I've been banking the Deutsch. We got store fronts, we got employee stubs. We've been opening studios and 4040s up. The paper trail is gorgeous. Cases we bury some before a reasonable doubt drop. The jury hung. Bling bling. Every time I come around your city, bling bling. My tenure took me through Virginia. Ask Teddy Rally about me. Ask the Federalis about me. Try to build a cell around me. Snatch my nigga Emory up. Try to get him to tell about me. He told 12, give me 12. He told him to go to hell about me. Drug dealers anonymous. Y'all think Uber's the future. Our car's been autonomous. Mules move the drums. Take them to different spots. We just call the shots by simply moving our thumbs. I'ma cause some miracles with this shit. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Therein lies the peace of God. I always knew I was a prophet, but I couldn't find a decent job. Life made me ambidextrous, counting with my right, whipping white with my left wrist. Damn, Daniel, FBI keep bringing them all white vans through. Simulcast with Rashani and my mom, Shante Fagnus. He was sitting there beside me, throwing doubles down. When he ordered up his third one, he looked around, and then he looked at me. Said I do believe I'll have one more He said I hate this bar And I hate to drink But on second thought Tonight I think I hate everything Then he opened up his billfold And threw a twenty down and the faded photograph fell out and hit the ground And I picked it up He said, thank you, bud I put it in his hand He said, I probably ought to throw this one away Cause she's the reason I feel this way Why I hate everything And I hate my life And if it weren't for my two kids I'd hate my ex-wife I know I should move on And try to start again But I just can't get over her Leaving me for him Then he shook his head And looked down at his ring Said I hate everything At that one-bedroom apartment where I get my mail Is really not a home, it's more like a jail With a swimming pool and a parking lot view Man, it's just great I hate summer 
winter, fall, and spring. Red and yellow, purple, blue, and green. I hate everything. I hate my job, and I hate my life. And if it weren't for my two kids, I hate my ex-wife. I know I should move on and try to start again, but I just can't get over her leaving me for him. And then he shook his head and looked down at his ring. He said, "I hate everything." My phone and I called my house. I said, "Babe, I'm coming home. We're gonna work this out." I paid for his drinks and I told him thanks. Thanks for everything. Simple sensational. Single, Single simulcast will surely surface speedily. Bitches.
everybody. You are listening to Single Simoncast. My name is John Cushman of the Cushman Chronicles. This is a podcast where I fight the forces of resistance in this... Okay, I gotta go. The Cushman Chronicles. Peace. You did something and I, I heard me. Something, 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 something. I don't anymore. Something for the honeys. A little something, something. Something for the honeys. Yeah. I don't even know the words anymore. I can't remember the words either, actually. That's what was just happening. I was like, what did he say in that song? I really don't know any of the words. Yeah, that was his. That was his <laughs> that, all you know is, you know what? Some for the honeys. You know what? Something, I, bet, something. I, bet you, I bet you we play that song as soon as we hear it, we're going to know the words sporadically. I'm the kind of guy that likes to pick you up. That's not it. <laughs> in my something, something truck. Put it in your butt. <laughs> that should be it. That's a much better line than whatever he came up with. Dang. Montel Jordan, his one. Something for the Honeys isn't even one of his top five songs on uh, Spotify. Are you serious? Wow. Like, he has, he has, he has four other songs. <laughs> Let's get it on tonight. <laughs> Let's get it on tonight. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I forgot about that song. Wait, this is how you do it? It's on there twice? It's like a remix? Probably because, you know, if you have a best of album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... How the fuck does he have a best of I don't know. Let's see what's on it. Kick back. I turn around my baseball cap. I'm a 46. Oh, my God. Is this something for the Hunters? Yeah, he is. That's what he did, man. He would he sound like he was about to rap and he'd sing Tyree Styles. Definitely you. Type of guy who takes time to just kick back. Turn around my baseball cap. I got a 46. Oh my god. So let's see. He's not worth my while. I'm so. And I know that's hit it and I hit it if she's with it. I get the five to the six, seven digits. Call her up for myself. And all the shit that I say, the fun will begin when I hit the scissors. You fucking called that shit. As soon as the fucking song played, it was like, I got it. I'm a pilot. My own decisions. You're right. You're a product of your own decisions. This is single simulcast. Yeah, yeah, that works for me. 232, Fat Man, Shantae, me. We're going to dip our toe into the pool of ignorance that is Darth Mop. Um, first of all, I have literally thrown down the gauntlet and said, uh, Mother Franklin, anyone who voted for Trump, and that I need them to give me a reason why they voted for Trump. And some jerk that I don't even know, friend of a friend, I guess, jumped in and said, probably to piss off liberals. Oh, I saw that. That was dumb. That was 
just like such a horrible horrible i that's a horrible reason to vote for someone who has said all the things that he's that he said and is now doing all the things that he's doing and i i i was at work and i was uh typing on my ipad because i ain't (laughs) one thing i'm never gonna do is go to facebook on my work computer and type stuff that's how people get rung up (laughs) um so i was typing on my ipad and so i didn't really have the uh space or the finger dexterity to say what i actually wanted to say which is that is literally the worst reason to vote for somebody in the history of the world or to not vote for somebody or to stand behind them. And at the point where you realize that the guy that you're voting for is a racist, xenophobic, uh, misogynistic, misogynistic, uh, scammer, scamming, uh, tax evading, uh, daughter loving, uh, wife possibly abusing, um, three time baby daddy. Five time. How many kids? Baron, the one he don't talk about, the blonde kid that he called Junior, the brown haired kid that was on Celebrity Apprentice with him, and then Ivanka. That's five. Five baby mamas. While he's talking about other people. When you look past all of that and you say, you know what? I'm just really going to stick it to them. You have no morals. You have nothing to stand on. You don't believe in anything. Like we said before, this is not the lesser of two evils. You are not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to make that decision. If you didn't vote, I have angst. But if you did vote and your only thing about voting was to spite the nose, to cut off your nose, to spite the face. You're a moron. You're a horrible person. You're an idiot. I could say more, but then I'd start deviating from this wonderful list that I keep looking back at. Oh, man. Let me see. There's this uh, Tumblr called Trump Gretz. And on the 24th, White House insider said that Donald Trump is demoralized and no one thinks he, that no one thinks he's a real president. <laughs> oh, boy. Which made me feel happy. Um, let me see here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this is a you thing. Well, it's not a you thing because it was copy and paste but i did you write this right what just wait and see what he does okay here's what happened in just a few days and it is not acceptable did you write this to everyone who said they can't overturn lgbt rights or give them a chance did you write this no i didn't write that that was that was copy and paste this is excellent i wish i knew who actually wrote it because the recap on it was pretty much what I was trying to do 
but much larger because they weren't trying to spell out lesser of two evils down one side of the uh, <laughs> down one side of the margin. Nobody got that. Um, but all of these horrible things that he's done within the first nine days, if you are still saying that you stand with Trump, you stand with the racist and you stand for racism, which kind of means you're a racist. I, mean, I don't I, understand the argument against it. It just, I don't understand how somebody can't understand that people are going to make that leap that he said these things, he's doing these things. And, you know, people said yes. It's just like, yes, I'm going to, you know, but it's because it's so ugly, you know, what he said, you know, because, because I, I feel like there's situations where we go with something and even though somebody might not be something may not be all the way on the up and up somebody may not be all the way good you know it's not that we're uh expecting perfection or or something like that like we know that everything's not always going to be perfect it's just that this was so bad that it was just like, how could you excuse it? How do you excuse this? You know, this isn't somebody who kind of lied about something, you know, or whatever, told some lies or cheated on his wife or what, you know, it's not, it's something else. It's something that could cause harm to lots of people. And it's just like, yeah, still going to do it. So then why be surprised that people don't might be like, you know what? I don't know if I want to fuck with you. If you're like, yes, on this. It's like he's not trying to stop everything. He's just trying to keep us safe. No, as soon as you see the loophole where he's letting the folks that he does business with keep coming into America. Like does does that not strike a chord with you? Does not not strike a tone with you at all? Like he's saying all Muslim countries, and again said this before. <sighs> Muslim people, people believe in Islam. People who believe in Islam are Muslims. Muslim is not a race. Right. Muslims not a gender. It's not a, 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 a anything. It's it's religion. So literally, the separation between church and state has been blurred and cut out completely at this point in time, which is what we've always tried to have. Um, and I think that a lot of people who are okay with this are thinking that all Muslims are brown people they're not they're not uh, let me just go ahead and type this in real quick might make a little bit of noise I apologize how many white people are Muslims I'm just curious uh, what percentage of Muslims are white 
Bosnia. Right. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking of was I know there was conflict there. Huh. Uh, white Muslim ethnic groups include Bosniaks, Albanians, Pomaks, Tatars, Chetnians, Dagestanis, Western Turks, Crimean Tatars, Circassians, and Avars. Hmm. Interesting. Approximately, and this is coming from Sammy Thatcher, who studied Islamic sciences both academically and traditionally. The white race is a racial classification specifier used to describe the populations of Europe, Western Asia, Western Asia, North Africa, Central Asia, and many parts of South Asia. Of the total pop- Muslim population, 15 are Sub-Saharan African, 14% are Southeastern Asians, and about 6% are Dravidians. So approximately 60 to 65% of Muslims are white or Caucasoid. Hmm. But, you okay. know. Also, also, side note. There's still terrorists in the United States every day. Uh, a terrorist who claimed to, well, who is a Trump supporter, uh, was arrested in Canada after uh, shooting up a mosque. Um... Let's see what else. What else? White people. Um, Dylan Roof. Um, yeah, kiddo. My keys are in the front room right there. Dylan Roof and uh, what's the dude's name? Tim. Timothy McVeigh. Oh yeah, the the Oklahoma yeah Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols they were the the Oklahoma City uh, they were the two people convicted for the Oklahoma City bombing in ninety four mm-hmm. yeah and just you know but go ahead and say that uh, brown folks are the issue here now I'm gonna step back out of that uh, kiddie pool of of him and. Leave it to you, Shante. Is there anything you want to uh, add to this free-flowing yeah. bottle of muck? Just it sucks. Just it 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 sucks that he can excuse me he can single out these countries who. It seems like statistically haven't had uh, terrorists come over here and do anything while other countries that aren't included um, have. But then even that, that still doesn't seem like a good reason to collectively uh ban people from coming in because this is the thing to me it i mean it, it was like these people at their airports you know 
people who bought a plane ticket to come over here, people who had visas, people who, if he doesn't do the executive order, they just, they come in. It's, you know, it's grandmothers and kids and their families. And it just, it doesn't make any sense to try to do it this way. It's like, how are you keeping anybody out? It just, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't feel like it's keeping us safe. I mean, you see all these countries uh, basically being like, well, okay, well, Americans can't come in there. And there's a stupid meme talking about, well, you know, Iran says that Americans can't come into you know their country well there goes my spring break as if anybody you know like you know joking around because like oh well who wants to go to iran anyway Mm -hmm. and it's just like well what about you know business people or people who uh not necessarily you know if they're like diplomats and people who can negotiate it's like that's why it's not keeping us safe it's like you say okay these people can't come into your country and now the other country perhaps rightly so was just like well fuck it y'all can't come in ours either and now nobody can talk to each other now nobody can negotiate now nobody can discuss things if something happens you can't even go over there and talk to them you know the people who are already there uh if it's ambassadors or anybody they're, they're now they're unsafe it's like why is that okay why is it okay to, to do this and then and then it's the whole like like we haven't had a large scale terrorist attack since September 11th and perhaps we haven't had that because of the intelligence community you know doing their job and it just seems like something like this completely undermines their job. It just, and then, then, you know, he, uh, is it Yates? Is it Yates? Susan, the she's the, the acting attorney. Yates. Yates. Yeah. She was the acting attorney general and she gets this and it's just like okay we're not going to defend it because it doesn't seem like it's lawful and you know that comes out and it seemed like hours later she was out and a new dude Dana Boitz or Botts or whatever his name is is in you know and she's she's the, a lawyer you know but you have people who are like who are basically like how dare she you know she's not doing her job you know when I saw a video where she was talking about how she's supposed to give unbiased legal counsel you know she's the person who's like hey this isn't really gonna fly we gotta figure something else out you know but Trump got rid of her said she betrayed the Department of Justice 
which is like, how do you betray the Department of Justice if you're doing your job, if you're telling the administration, hey, I'm trying to keep you guys from getting sued? You know, but people are acting like it's an affront. I don't. Yeah, it's an affront. But it's like what I mean. It's 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 like they're clamoring for him to go ahead and be a damn dictator. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's what a dictator does. It's like, oh, you told me no. How dare you tell me no? You're fired. Now, granted, dictators probably like kill people and stuff like you know in history and stuff but still it's still this kind of like you can't tell me no when it's like this is I don't it doesn't feel like people understand or or maybe I don't understand I don't know but it just feels like government is supposed to be a collaboration that's what it feels like it's supposed to be and People are totally fine that he might drop the hammer on somebody who says no. You know, and he's not, you know, this isn't his business. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be different if if this was his business. This is the Trump Hotel and he has to make sure that everybody in you know that works for him is on the same page and if people aren't on the same page then maybe you do have to get rid of them but you're the boss he's not the boss you know what I'm saying he's not the boss in the sense that he can just hire and fire everybody you know at least that's that at least that's not what he should be mm-hmm. you know it's not like he can go around and fire Paul Ryan you know Paul Ryan was elected and it's just oh, it's just so frustrating I think to watch people you know look you know turn passages of whatever to say that what the president did what Trump did wasn't um, unlawful like somehow they know better than a, an attorney they know better than this person who's been doing this job you know who's been practicing law for 20 years they know better they know that what president you know they know what trump did wasn't unlawful here look we can you can do this it's just like no it's possible that she was right because who she was it's this lack of deference to experience like real experience it's just it's baffling it's like because he's president, he has autom- he automatically, like, there's no way that he could not know anything. Or there's no way that, yeah, there's no way he could not know anything. It's just, he, oh, he knows. He knows everything. He's the president. And then, ugh, you know, and obviously there's people protesting. You know, there were protests over the weekend, you know, because of the stuff with the ban and everything and at the airports. And, it's so annoying that people are using the protests or not using the protests. There are people using other people to try to shut down the idea of protesting. There are people 
talking about homeless veterans and stuff and saying, well, I wish you cared about homeless veterans as much as you care about refugees and illegal immigrants. And that is fucked up and mean because veterans deserve full attention without it being used as some kind of bludgeon against other people who also deserve attention. It's bullshit. Like it sucks because it's like you want to bring up these situations that are valid but it's like you're going to use it in a mean way you're going to use it to shut down people you're going to tell people that somehow they should be uh, beholden to the military because that allows them to protest as if there's not possibly military people out there protesting Mm -hmm. you know who are affected by this you know it's possible that there's somebody there's some first or second generation uh, immigrant however their family got over here whether it was through all the proper channels or not who could be a veteran right now who is fighting, you know, who's protesting because they are, they feel lucky that something like this didn't keep their mom or their dad from coming over here and getting to some place and creating a good life for themselves. That's what's so messed up. It's like people have this, this one set idea of what's going on instead of realizing that there's lots of people who could be out there who could be affected by this and they're focused on the imaginary handful of people that might do something bad because there's nothing that says there's no statistic I think that says that any of the refugees that have come over here have done anything It's just, so it's like, well, what are we being protected from? And then, you know, there's the whole thing about illegal immigrants and it's just like, okay, well, how come you're only thinking about people that are coming over here from Mexico? Like, why? Why is that the only thing when anybody who comes over here and uh, hasn't gone through the proper channels or whatever is, could, could be considered an illegal immigrant? I hate that fucking term. I feel like that's not the right term. I don't know what the right term is. I'm going to have to look it up or something. But just someone who has, who isn't a citizen coming over here, mm-hmm. you know, who doesn't have a visa or whatever, doesn't have a green card, you know, but they're only thinking of, you know, someone who's from, who's brown. That's all they have. And it's just, but you, you tell them like, hey, this is fucking racist. And nope, but they don't even realize it or they don't care. But there's lots of different people over here. And the whole thing is there's probably people who they come over here and everything, they come over here and they go through the proper channels and everything's on the up and up. And then they just don't, you know, their visa runs out. 
and then nothing happens. That person, you know, but they don't know or that person doesn't look whatever they think they look like. So it doesn't even occur to them that that person is also in the same situation as this brown person who they think is bad. It's just, it just sucks. It just sucks so bad because it feels like there's so many other things that could be getting done and then it's like well is this like some political coup you know this like you know destroy uh, the United States from within because that's what people keep saying about Bannon Steve Bannon you know that they they that he changed up the the national security stuff with who's going to be in the meetings and you know, put in Steve Bannon and now Bannon, you know, is like, you know, I think he's from Breitbart and he's like as close to a white nationalist as it can be, you know, who's has dreams of, you know, destroying the United States. So it's like, is this just, you know, the beginning of the descent it's just frustrating. It's frustrating uh, seeing people that I know, you know, talk about this stuff and, and post memes and stupid memes. You know, because, oh, well, when Bill Clinton did it, nobody said anything, you know, or when Barack Obama did it, nobody said anything. Which, yeah, that 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 meme that killed me. So I was happy to, more than happy to share the uh, clapback where they explained that when Barack Obama did that, when President Obama did that, it was due to the fact that uh, it was only one area. Um, it was only for six months, and there were certain reasons why it was done. Uh, remember when President Obama's six-month suspension of the Iraqi refugee program was limited to one country, only applied to new refugee applications, not to applications already approved and vetted, not to people with approved vetted visas, not to people who are legal green card residents, wasn't based on Iraq being majority Muslim, didn't include Obama saying Christian refugees would get priority, wasn't found to be in violation of the Constitution by multiple federal judges, didn't involve Obama. Obama directing customs to disregard the orders of those judges and didn't have the Obama staff referring to it as the hashtag Muslim ban. See, and that's the thing too. You got them saying like, oh, it's not about religion. It's not about them being Muslim. But at the same time, say that Christian people are got priority. It's like, how can you not you know, you got, you, you're talking about religion over here, but now you're saying it's not religion over there. It's like, what's the truth? It's like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, no, you singled these people out. You singled these people out, but you also understand that within these this group of people, there's also these other people who are automatically okay, who are okay. So we'll figure something out for them.
it's just annoying and and whack and and selfish on some of these people's parts because it's like it's only a matter of time before someone else becomes the target and it's like what are you going to say then it's like what if it's you you know, it's like, here's this person who's just like, oh, it's fine. Like, ah, uh, like there was a, a story about some, uh, I think they were Syrian Christians and they had family who was coming over here. And right when, you know, the thing gets signed, the family that was coming over here ends up getting sent back. You know, they make it over here and, you know, whoever it is is just like, nope, gotta go back. And these people were, were, were Syrian Christians, you know, not even, not even Muslim, but they were from Syria. And, excuse me, but they voted for Trump. This, these people who were here in America voted for Trump. But obviously we're under the impression that they wouldn't be included in whatever stuff he was going to do. And I'm kind of just like, well, who, why wouldn't you be included? Why wouldn't it? Why isn't it possible that you could be included, that you could be affected by this? And that's what I think kills me about people acting like it's okay that this group of people is being affected by it because they don't think that it could be them when it could be them and if it's not directly them it could be somebody that they know and they shouldn't be so willing to let these other people uh have to deal with this fuck shit it shouldn't be okay It shouldn't be excused. It shouldn't be memed and, you know, turned into foolishness to excuse it. I'm scared. We're only nine days well now 11 days in yeah 11 days in mop wig has uh, already uh, gotten the highest disapproval rating from Americans in a quicker time than anybody else uh, at a quicker at a much faster rate than everybody else for uh, President Obama, it took uh, two years for 51% of people to be disapproved with him. 11 days. Nine days, actually. The people who were walking with him originally hated him. 
The people who are working for him originally didn't want to have anything to do with him. To me, that doesn't say that you made a decision. To me, that says that you're a punk. That you punked out. And that's sad to me. We have to continue to fight. You can't. You can't say, okay, he's going to be president and we have to deal with this. We have to resist. There's a lot of folks looking for ways to get him impeached. We have to look into that. We have to resist. Uh, If you have a cell phone, call your congressman, your senator, your representatives, people who are supposed to walk for you and resist. Let them know that you don't approve of this ban. Let them know that you don't approve of this travel ban. Let them know that if they want to be reelected, which don't reelect them anyway, that they better make some changes. We got to fight. Because just wait. If this guy is able to do all of this, cause all of this chaos in 9, 10, 11 days, it stands a reason that a month is going to be just horrible. China is already sending out propaganda saying that a war with America is inevitable. My biggest fear in that situation is that if we go to war with them, he's going to use the nukes. That's my fear. When you have somebody who is unable to control their anger and are petty and petulant, I'm just scared that he's going to fly off the handle and nobody's going to be brave enough to stand up because they don't want to lose their job. Miss Yates was an example of somebody who stood up and immediately got taken out. Nobody else is going to stand up. They love their jobs too much. Nobody in the, in the white house, at least. It does seem like the Democrats are trying to stand up, trying. It seems like it. It just, it feels, uh, it feels like, it feels like too little, too late. I know it's not, I mean, I I know it's not. It's just that that's what it feels like because it was so much kind of, we'll work with them. We'll figure it out. It's okay. You know, this just, you know, confirming different people and it's just mm-mm. and there's you know motherfuckers are still kind of getting confirmed they did walk out of a a couple of things you know to the point where Ted Cruz was like uh, you know this is the worst kind of obstruction which is just like yeah right you know but maybe maybe they'll they'll finally go ahead and and be the bad guy, you know, obviously in quotes, because they're not, they're not really the bad guy, but go ahead and allow themselves to be portrayed as the bad guy. Cause I feel like that's what's, 
kept a lot of things from from happening it's this not wanting to be the bad guy because to be the bad guy is to be like them you know and it's just like nah if you're on the side of right then it doesn't matter you know maybe you got to push somebody down to get to get where you need to go I don't know I'm not a I'm still trying to figure out how in the heck somebody who's never held office holds this office well I think I think people just I think it's a lot of stuff going on that uh, where you have the idea that rich people are smart you know so of course he can do this job even if he's never held office before and then there's the the idea that because he runs a business he's automatically smart you know and you know the idea that the you know the United States needs to be run as a business kind of thing there's people who are always talking about that you know the United States needs to be run like a business and this and that and it's just like that doesn't make any sense you know it's too much it's too many people it's too many departments and all just it doesn't make any sense you know but people wanted change so badly and yet this doesn't feel like much of a change you know it's still a rich white guy in office it's not really any different than any of the guys that we've had in recent years I mean the Bushes were rich Clinton wasn't broke so and even even the Obamas weren't uh I don't think they would be classified as poor. So, I mean, it's still an elite person uh, being president. It's not that much of it. It's not that much of a difference. It's just that maybe they, because he was on television and they like his bravado or whatever, that it it felt different. It's not. It's just that it's not different. It's not. It's not different. You put a rich white guy as president you know a rich white guy who has shown that he cares about himself you know that he's going to enrich himself that he won't follow procedure you know here it is he you know he never everybody else I think has had to like show their taxes and stuff he's never shown his taxes you know, he's just out here flouting everything. You know, people fuck with him. People mm-hmm. like him. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I 
916-572-9016. Single simulcast at gmail.com. Paypal.me backslash single simulcast. Uh, teespring.com backslash single simulcast. I think we need some music. And I think that, uh, yeah, yeah. Then we're just gonna end it here and let Fat Man spin some of these beats from this playlist. Because after this, you're gonna need something to soothe your soul. Uh, Shanta, you got any last words? I literally just poked myself in my eyeball with my thumb. I don't know oh, no. how I did that. Oh, no. Uh, last word, man. Shout out. Shout out to my brother for this playlist. Uh, shout out to uh, Josh for the review. Um, shout out to Briefest uh, Podcast. Uh, I feel like there was somebody else I wanted to shout out. And now it's, it's lost me. But yeah, just shout out to everybody who's listening, sharing, commenting, reviewing, everything. Just yeah, shout out to those people. It's a pleasure to do this show. And it's a pleasure to do this show with you. It's a pleasure to know that um, people are listening and, and, and thinking about it and moving uh, grooving with us and things of that nature is excellent we appreciate that um, yeah I think that pretty much wraps up the uh, spoken word part of this episode Fat Man Wild spin the beats uh, and this is single simulcast Y'all be good. We'll get up with you next week. Peace. And we're back. I know I said that we were going to spin the beats and all that kind of stuff and then be over, but um, this happened. A well-known Tallahassee pastor was forced to flee naked after a husband came home early and found him having sex with the man's wife. The details of the January 17th episode outlined in the police report combined with Pastor O. Jermaine Simmons' address to members of his Jacob Chapel congregation about the incident have been the subject of intense social media and internet buzz. The address, which was filmed and uploaded to YouTube by someone in the congregation, has been seen by tens of thousands over the last week. In an address with his members, Simmons seemed to portray the congregation and himself as the victims. Quote, I'm hurting because I hurt you, Simmons said. I can't speak to people on the outside. I'm not Tallahassee's pastor. I'm not Florida's pastor. I am Jacob Chapel's pastor. It hurts me that you have to defend my actions. You cannot defend sin, he continued to loud applause from the congregation. The scandal broke during the same week Simmons and the church were celebrating the 11th anniversary of his leadership. He was scheduled to hold a signing of his first book, I Need a Man, which, according to his website's description, offers a fresh perspective on the issues of godly manhood and mentoring. Simmons, who is married and has a son, is well known in Florida's capital city for addressing the physical and spiritual needs of college students and the downtrodden. 
He established a cold shelter night and organized the annual back to school bash, which collects and distributes backpacks and other supplies for hundreds of Tallahassee children. However, his recent actions outside the pulpit have brought him unwanted attention. According to a Tallahassee police report, officers went to the Siena Square apartments in the middle of January in the middle of the afternoon on January 17th after a woman called to report that her husband was angry and had a handgun after he encountered his wife and Simmons having sex in their daughter's bedroom. The man came home early. Oh man, don't do that. The man came home early after his son's school called him and said that he was sick and they were unable to reach his mom. According to the woman, Simmons came over to discuss starting a business and providing less fortunate kids with clothes and shoes, but they ended up in bed together. (laughs) The woman told police she and Simmons began establishing a relationship last October. After the husband interrupted the tryst, he yelled, I'm going to kill him and ran to the master bedroom for his handgun. Simmons fled the apartment naked and hid behind a nearby fence. The wife then called the police and her husband left with Simmons' clothes, wallet, and car keys, which he threatened to drop off at the church. He also threatened to expose Simmons on Facebook. The wife told police her husband never threatened her and she declined to press charges. Simmons also declined to press charges. After phone negotiations with police, the husband agreed to return Simmons' property. Simmons, who has led his independent church since 2005, said he won't quit. Quote, what I want from God, I have already received, and that's his forgiveness, Simmons said in his, in his address. What I'm asking of our members is your prayer and your forgiveness. In response, the congregation stood and applauded for several minutes, and I just want to say... Between... The fact that so many evangelicals voted for Trump and this stuff jumping off, there is no trust in the church right now. And I mean, as a Christian, I understand some of it. I don't understand all of it. I, you know, some of the vitriol is a bit harsh for me, but you got to admit, Christians are the ones who are stating that uh, gay people should have no rights. Christians are the ones who are openly antagonizing other religions. Christians are the ones who are um, trying to uh, force themselves on others and Christian pastors are the ones who are more often than not uh, really in it for the money uh, or the fame or the women basically just for the wrong reasons altogether. And it's got to stop. At some point, the church needs to look within itself and see that there are a lot of uh, bad pastors and bad churches within it and really work to excise those demons that have infiltrated. Because this doesn't work. A pastor should not be out and about. I mean, a pastor's the pastor is a person. They're prone to mistakes. 
but you should not be uh, giving into those because you're supposed to be a leader of men uh, serving a higher power. So this really made me, uh, it amused me because he ran out bucket naked, but it made me sad because once again, it's just another nail in the coffin of uh, American religion. That was what else I wanted to talk about. That was it. Now y'all be good. Now Fat Man Wild can spin the beats. This is still single simulcast. Peace. Photographs and memories. Christmas cards you sent to me. All that I have are these to remember you. Take me to another time Back to a happier day When I called you mine But we sure had a good time When we started way back when Morning walks and bedroom talks Are how I loved you then And lullabies Nights we couldn't say goodbye And of all of the things that we knew Not a dream survived Fucking role model. I know this. I'm a 19 year old fucking emotional coaster with pipe dreams. This guy ain't tweeted telling people he's bumping all of my shit. These motherfuckers think I'm supposed to live up to something. Shit. I'm still jacking off, proceeding my life careless, but getting more pussy because I tell bitches I'm Wood Harris. As you should. Philly to Paris, I'm getting these weird stares at skate parks and airports. All in the year, it's weird. Donkers dropped and left the craniums mind fucked. Now competition missing like that nigga my mom fucked. He still hasn't called me yet.
said, but that's a whole fucking different argument. Shit, I got over it. And a couple bucks in my pocket, so now I could go buy a couple hot pockets. So grandma can stop cooking them nasty ass collard greens. Pressure's on me like this top hat bastard intro. How the fuck I'm gonna top that? Tyler, you're top Okay, you guys call me. I'm not a fucking rapist or a serial killer. I lied. You know you just want attention. You'll be fine. I tried too hard, huh? What to buy yet the cream shit is free and I don't drink so fuck a wine set nigga fuck a mindset my brain is in obscenity fucked in the head I lost my mind with my virginity oh that's a triple three six isn't he a devil worshiper cause I'm too fucking ignorant to do some research I'm the star of the group so no one else gets the respect that they deserve cause, cause of you, you bastard was good though what you think I recorded for? To have a bunch of critics call my shit a bunch of horrorcore? Like I didn't make parade on and glorious? Cause I'm too scared to tell my friends the way I really fucking feel? Of course they only listen to lyrics about me pissing off in the tunes of Lower Croft. I'm getting pissed off. Message boards are on my dick. I need a pissing wave. Let me bust one in their mouth. I know they feel a flavor. Everything that we Wolf Gang has ever released, but they don't get it. They don't, it's not made. Cause it's not made for them. The nigga that's in the mirror rapping, it's made for him. But they do not have the mindset that same as him. I'm not weird, you're just a faggot. Shame on him. It is, Here. Therapy's been sending in 
niggas getting offended They don't wanna fuck with me Cause I do not fuck with religion But see that's my decision You fuckers don't have to listen Here, put this middle finger in your ear If someone gets blamed Cause some white kid had aimed His 8K47 at 47 kids I don't wanna see my name mentioned I don't think anyone's gonna I don't think anyone takes you serious enough to believe you College wasn't working and I wasn't working So I was at home jerking off until my dick was hurting But I was determined to be great So those classes could wait For the four days that I went, I wasn't learning shit Now I'm living dreams that I've wanted since eight I can't afford to get my mother something on her birthday When you explained to me that you were in school Say it's just wrong Like nobody has those really dark thoughts when alone I'm just a teenager who admits he's suicide prone My life is doing pretty good So that date is postponed from now Wow, life's a cute bitch full of estrogen And when she gives you lemons, nigga, throw them at pedestrians So, what are you saying? Take advantage? I mean, you've been doing pretty good I've seen that Still live in my grandma's house Saw a lot of fucking show in London Just to end up on couches I hate my fucking life But when I make that announcement My hero calls my phone Just to put that in doubt then But then I am confused If I want in or just out My friends really think I'm playing When I say I need counseling I sit in grandmother's living room And just pout and shout loud inside Sometimes I just wanna die no, you don't. Our future came from the bottom And it's gonna take a couple armed armies Trying to stop them All you fucking lames don't have to like me the devil doesn't wear a prada i'm clearly in a fucking white tee whoa um all right uh she was telling me you went to new york well it's a marvelous night for a moon dance with the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Need the cover of October skies
lose my dignity Will someone care? Will I wake tomorrow from this nightmare?
song to leave behind find one song one last refrain glory from the pretty boy front man who wasted opportunity one song he had the world at his feet glory in the eyes of a young On the cheap colored lights One song before the sun sets Glory on another empty life Time flies, time rings true, truth like a blazing fire, an eternal flame. Find one song, a song about love, glory from the soul of a young man, a young man. Find the one song before the virus takes hold, glory like a sunset. One song to redeem this empty life. Time flies and then no need to endure anymore. Time dies. The door. This is single simulcast. Don't know my name, and you slip.